Yeah, I just I just worry that I also feel like a lot of people uh, used use faith as kind of a narcissistic tool. Totally. To be like, I'm higher than you. I understand more than you. Uh, I'm saved. You're not saved. You know. But I think that I want to take it at face value and trust that obviously a lot of people are just reconnecting with the universal truth, you know? It's just hard to gauge because I do see a lot of uh, people getting into that for what seems like the wrong reasons. Yeah, for clout and stuff. But one thing I think that people are doing is they're seeking ritual. So it's like, you don't even have to go to, you don't even have to believe in God to go to like, to like listen to a prayer and a song and a Sunday mass and be moved by the lack or the constraints or the stricture and just the sheer history that goes into these things. Now, the problem is when people brandish that as like another Tumblr internet persona that they can basically assert. It's not even what I'm talking about though. It's just like, I think a lot of people use it as a way to deflect from their own sin and their own character flaws. And I think that you should not view you. No one should view themselves as saved because, you know, life is always a struggle and you're always going to be doing things that uh, contradict your belief system and you will atone for those mistakes. But at the same time, I just think a lot of people, it's like a performative LARP to like redeem themselves when inherently they're people who live in a way that's very unchristian, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think that for me, like, I guess I'm more worried. I should worry about what it can do for me versus what it's doing for other people. But it's hard to be passive when you're seeing something like kind of toxic happening, you know? It's hard because I want to be a commentator on it because I see it happening all the time, too. And, you know, working with Kanye West, I mean, he's, you know, obviously everything has God in it. Everything has this. What what is what is your take on that? You know, I think I'll keep this quite brief, but I think for Ye, he has done a very good job. We should look more at what his platforming of faith has done for the masses rather than what it's done for him. Because we can obviously see that he's done something very strong and something very positive just by bringing that to the forefront of the mainstream when everything else is deflecting from it and silencing it. So I think he's given a lot of people an opportunity to find something positive in their lives. And I think that's really the beauty of his platform and it it transcends beyond him as an individual. And I think when looking at him, we need to look at the impact he has simply due to his platform. You know, and I think that platform is more than just the man who represents it, you know? And I think there's a lot of opportunity in those sorts of platforms. And we need to look at those platforms and we need to look at what the voices within those platforms 
should and can be saying, you know? I think it's good, too, because it's showing people that the Internet and these big digital corporations aren't necessarily at this point able to capture all human relations like they're you know you and they think that they can but then something you know then yay comes in and throws a curveball with let's say his jesus is king album and i think that's been that was very transgressive and very positive right for uh mass culture contribution and also the sunday service albums are at are even more powerful, I think. Although, oh, definitely, yeah. But not attached to his personal uh, career as a musician, I think they're a little over, like, overlooked. But those are really great. Uh, well, he also brings them to a to a physical space, and I think that's important too. Those are my favorite musical works of his. I would say. Would you say that the reason? one of the major reasons why people are attracted to these acts of transgression. And it, to me, it's almost like, I think the right wing uh, explanation about what's transgressive or the left wing, I think that's kind of, I don't think it can exist in some political domain. I th well, there's things that are both, there's things that are transgressive that uh, enable right wing ideology. And there's things that are transgressive that enable left wing and ideology. Honestly, right. I, transgression given how much of a cultural gridlock we're in regardless of the ideology behind it because at the end of the day i think if you're opening people's minds to new things you're ultimately doing a good service and it's up to them what they do with the ideas behind those transgressions but i think we should be aware and we should witness these things regardless of their messaging. And I think if something is going to challenge the mainstream narrative, it deserves a platform in our minds. But one of the things that you see is you see people like gridlocked in this idea, especially, you know, not to single people out, but conservatives, they're, they almost seem to believe that culture is the in politics are the only two things that can be sutured together and the technology that enables these discursive conversations is somehow like some separate thing that has nothing to do with their opinions on culture and society and reclaiming things and ultimately you're not actually exiting the void that is filled by whatever people want to call this media hegemony if you're still actively mostly participating in this recapture of human relations through it you know if you're speaking about stuff like facebook and twitter at the end of the day you know if conservatives are going to regulate facebook and twitter to not censor conservative viewpoints i think that that's kind of like a a joke because that's like denying that Facebook and Twitter are Facebook and Twitter. And I think what we should do, what those politicians and those thinkers should do if they want to actualize their message is teach people to abandon those platforms. You know, I think that Facebook and Twitter should be Facebook and Twitter in the sense that they are 
platforms for the like neoliberal ideology that permeates the mainstream. But I think that we should teach people to not care about Facebook and Twitter. Exactly. You don't need to participate in Facebook and Twitter to be a citizen. You don't need to participate in Facebook and Twitter to share your voice as an artist or a thinker. And I think that that's the, the new game plan that people who are critical, both conservatives and left-wingers, that are critical of the neoliberal hegemony should teach people to let go of these things that are antithetical to their worldview, you know? But one thing I wonder, you know, because you're sort of, you know, it's kind of like the guru who makes a lot of money, realizes that material possessions can't like, fulfill him so he somehow like becomes this you know this kind of like enlightened spiritual person who's offline it's like but that person has already so sort of made it into but the, but the, but the but the only thing is that person is oh about who jack dorsey being that sort of figure yeah 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 where it's kind of like well you're already in the inner circle of power so you already have the means to rescind those means mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And As I think where a lot of people, the only way for them to do things is they became, they make themselves like a master and a slave to the grid. Because if they don't constantly update that feed and they're not at that place where their ideas be are getting, yeah, they'll be, they'll be replaced by somebody else and the algorithm will favor the person who feeds it more. What you said is a good point of self-reflection too, because obviously if we apply the same sort of perspective to myself and I see a lot of commonality there, I definitely can only afford this perspective because of my peripheral position in culture to powerful individuals, you know, and the success that that has brought me financially, you know? So, but I think that people need to find a way to like, everyone should, try and milk these things to their benefit, you know? And you shouldn't do that in a soulless, like, social climber way, but you should try and find people in power who you feel you have some commonality with, and you should, by any means necessary, connect with them. And the, th- the thing a lot of people real- don't realize is someone like Kanye, someone like Elon Musk... These people are fiending for people they relate to and people that offer them a new perspective. But the problem is you have many people working around them. Let's say uh, a, a good example is that Black Mirror episode where you have the guy who takes the... There's, it's kind of drawing a parallel to Twitter, but you have the guy who takes the intern hostage so he can like get on a phone call with the executive Jack Dorsey type figure and vent to him about how the thing has affected his life negatively. And I think that episode obviously articulates this phenomenon very well, because I think that a lot of these people in positions of power, because they've scaled their visions, the vision that they've put forward now has become an autonomous thing beyond their control. 
and is controlled by people that have their own motivations and aren't necessarily serving the like passion and idea that the initial creator put forward. So the funny thing is, it's like, if you find a way to talk with Kanye, if you find a way to talk with Elon, etc., I promise you, if you have something to say that that relates to your common interests with them, they most definitely want to hear it and partake in conversation with you. And if you offer them some sort of idea that benefits that vision they have, they probably will want to work with you. Right. But it's gatekeeping and the, you know, the hierarchy that contradicts that. And that's the big unfortunate thing. But you have to find a way around it. Well, it's hard too because it's like, because you have these people who are gatekeeping to protect their own assets, it actually makes it more difficult because then there becomes less gatekeeping within the culture. It's not, it's not yay or Elon gatekeeping. It's these people that work for them who, who find the only purpose in their lives is not because they believe in the mutual vision that they share with their boss, but it's because they, they want to siphon the power that their boss is giving them. So gatekeeping gives them feelings of power and control. And that's very unfortunate. And you need to find a way around those people. But one of the things that I'm wondering, though, and I think this is the biggest problem that people have, is that they feel like the only way to for them to get any kind of attention in order for them to leave is to upload more, is to do more, is to... No, I think you just need, obviously, luck. Luck is a big one. Luck is a big one. Because that is, that is something that I noticed that you know, you have a lot of people in positions of power who are, they're not looking for the person who's been ran through who every one of their ideas has already been exposed and they're out in the open. They're looking for the next person who exists in like a cornfield somewhere across the world who can give them a new perspective. Like I do believe that. It's just the the sheer amount of people you have to go through because everybody wants something, it's so hard to find these people with, and I just, you know, from even doing a podcast and like having guests and like, I'm always looking for people who have perspectives who are less heard. You know, you have people on that, you have guests in the past who are names that I recognize that are obviously names within culture. And then you have people that have been on your show who I've never heard of. And I think that's beautiful because, you know, you don't want to just be a platform for like hype. Exactly. Aesthetical to putting any sort of message because there's people, someone's position in the hierarchy of the world and culture means nothing in relation to the quality of their ideas. And I think that we need to find, you know, if there's new platforms that can be created to level the fields and make everyone's voices be on the same platform, that's great. And, uh, you know, if I was ever by circumstance in a position like Ye or Elon, I would want to have an open... Uh, platform to invite people to speak with me, people to speak for me, 
you know, and it all be a collaborative. I never, you know, I think that's why, you know, you question people in positions of power because it's like, personally, if I was, I would never want to be in a, I mean, I would want to have some sort of security to know that like the things that I brought to fruition are not impeded on, but also there needs to be fluidity with that. I need to make compromises, you know, like, 